God has come to your rescue. Amen. And that's one of the things that we have to remember and realize that God will always come to our rescue. So rescue means rescue means if you rescue someone, you get them out of a dangerous or unpleasant situation. And another part of rescue is uh, the animal care, I forget what they call themselves, but they rescue animals from danger, abuse, and neglect as, an, as the adoption of stray and abandoned animals from any animal shelter or the protection of wild animals in any animal sanctuary. So um, with that being said, is this... Um, You've seen it on the news. You've seen it when you're watching, whatever you're watching. You've seen it the commercials come on where they rescue animals in a very, a very bad situation. I've seen it on the news where um, the local PD had to go and rescue some horses that's been a, been neglected, and it's um, and you can they can tell that the horse has been neglected because they can see the ribs. So if you see the ribs on the animal you know they've been neglected. They have not been well taken care of. So let's go to Ephesians chapter number 6. Verse number 6, and it reads like this in the New King James. Therefore say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out of I will bring you from bring you out from under the the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rescue you. I will rescue you from their bondage and I, re I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. So bondage. Bondage means is, that, is the condition of not being free because you are strongly influenced by something or someone else. So even when I was growing up, um, there was pastors used to say, well, they didn't like uh, ladies to wear jeans and makeup. And what came to us was, you know, we, you know, I was young. I think it was back in high school or I graduated. And it felt like bondage. I'm like, wow, why are you keeping them in bondage? You know, ladies wear jeans, ladies wear makeup. So I don't I, I could never understand that. We're like, oh, they're in bondage. So also, another, uh, also uh, with that, <clears throat> it wasn't, to me, it wasn't right. Because it's like they was influenced them not to wear jeans, not to wear makeup, to make them think I was wrong. But also, remember years, years ago about the Scientology mess that was going around? So Scientology describes itself as a religion that was founded in the 1950s by, by Ron Hubbard. At the core of Scientology, it is, a, it is a belief that each human has a reactive mind that responds to life traumas clouding the mind and keeping us from experiencing reality. So I was watching the, um, years ago they did a thing on the aftermath, the people who was in it and then what happened after they got out. So the part I was watching was this older couple so when a guard opened the gate, and I believe God told him, hey, listen, when a guard opened that gate, you go, you floor it. So the guy, him and his wife, 
As soon as the guard opened the gate, he took off and he never looked back. But he, he started telling us, you know, what happened while he was in there. So they cut everybody off from the outside world. So you couldn't contact no friends, no family members, no nobody. You have no outside contact. They monitor you. They monitor everything that you did. Even when you went on the computer, they monitored, they watched, they watched everything closely. So with that, that is like a, that is beyond, that's, that's bondage because they're controlling people, they influence people. Okay, this is what, this is what's right. And they could be telling you a flat out lie and you they influence people that what they're doing is right, but it's wrong for what they're doing. So it was all, it was everywhere, and um, it was bad because I started watching a little bit of some of these aftermaths about that. So um, and I believe God came to the rescue because he wanted, him and his wife wanted to get out of that situation. So God intervened, and God got them out of that situation. So God rescued them in that particular situation. So what does the Bible say about rescuing others? This is what the Lord says, do what is right, do what is just and right. Rescue from the hand of the oppressor that one who has been robbed. Do no do no wrong or violence to the foreigner, the fatherless or the widow, and do not shed innocent blood in this place. So Let's go to Jeremiah chapter number seven. Let's go verse go go to verse number six. If you do not oppress the stranger, the fatherless and the widow, and do not shed innocent blood in this place, or walk after other gods to your hurt. Now, I understand a lot of times when people are being rescued, so when the paramedics come or the coast guard come they come to rescue you i know sometimes what they're doing they're trying to secure you and, and get you so that you can get medical attention sometimes you may feel a little hurt in the situation when they're doing what they need to do they don't mean to do it intentionally but that's their job so when god comes to your rescue it's a totally different situation because he will get you out of danger. He will get you out of unpleasant situations. And he has done that for me and my wife. He has gotten out of, uh, got us out of any I mean, unpleasant situation. He always will alert us. So by him alerting us, is letting us, hey, hey, listen, such and such is going to happen. We're like, what? My wife would come to me, well, such and such is going to happen. I said, okay. It may not be us, but maybe someone we know or somebody else. And then we find out it, it was not us or a family member. It was something else that happened. So even with the, um, we have a lot of things that happened over the years, you know, that we've seen on the news, uh, school shootings, different things of that nature, mall shootings, um, uh, theater shootings. So a lot of times God would alert you not to go. And sometimes, you know, if you do, is 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 it's not good. So one example I can say is that I remember um, 
when 9-11 happened and my wife and her sister was going to go to New York. So I guess God alerted them, God alerted my wife, and they end up canceling the trip. So I was at work. I was at work. I didn't know what was going on. And the guy was like, you know, the Twin Towers, somebody hit the Twin Towers with a plane. Okay, well, why are you speaking to me very softly? So I, when I got home, I was like, oh, my God. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm glad they didn't go. But lives were taken in that because we saw people falling out the windows in that situation. So I'm glad that they didn't go because I saw in the news someone hit the Twin Towers. They hit the Pentagon. It was, it, was a, it was a complete mess. So a lot of times God will alert you. It doesn't matter whether you save or not. He will alert you. Don't dismiss those alerts because those alerts will, God, those alerts will protect you from danger in unpleasant situations. So don't ignore them. Oh, no, nah, it's just, no, no. Listen to that voice because you don't know who it is. So listen, that could be God telling you, listen, don't go. Don't get on that plane. Don't get on that ship and don't get on that train. What about don't even drive? Just stay home. You know, so that's what God does. He will alert us. We have to listen to what he is telling us. Okay, what is God's rescue plan? The definition is the definition of such a plan reads a strategy or procedure planning in advance to retrieve safety, a person who has fallen. This is exactly what God has done for us. And let's go down to Deuteronomy chapter number 12, verse number 10. But when you cross over the Jordan and dwell in the land which the Lord your God is, which, which the Lord your God in giving you to inherit, he gives you the rest for all your enemies round about so that you so that you dwell in safety. So God wants us to be safe. He wants us to be safe at all times and he will always come to your rescue just like the um the 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 the, when I used to watch cartoons, you know, Batman and Robin, Wonder Woman, and all that stuff, you know, they come to your rescue. You know, that's what God will do. He'll come to your rescue just like that. He will swoop down and he will rescue you. Amen. So just like, let's go down, let's go over to, um, let's go to Ephesians chapter number 14 in verse number 22. And it reads like this. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so, to divide the water so that the Israelites can walk through the sea on dry ground. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them, and I will gain glory through Pharaoh and his army through the, his chariots and his horsemen. The, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. Then the angel of, then the angel of God, who had been traveling in front of Israel's armies, withdrew and went, be, went behind them. 
the pillar of cloud also moved from the front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to the side and the light to the other side. So neither went so neither went near the other all night long. Then Moses, this was Moses did. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And all that night, the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. This is what God does. The waters were divided and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on the right and on the left. Imagine that. Moses stretched out his hand and the water, the, the sea just divided in half. So you got water on the left and water on the right, but you're still walking on dry land. So therefore, God has rescued them. God had rescued them and said, okay, Moses, just stretch out your hand and just watch the waters divide. So just imagine that. Just imagine yourself in that situation, how the waters divided and you walking on dry, you walking, you actually walking on the sea floor and you got waters on both sides. And this is what God is, God is, to, that's what he does. He rescued people in the time of need. And even um, with, even with now, thank you, I'm glad, I'm glad God brought this to my members as well. Even with Harriet Tubman, how she rescued people in the Underground Railroad. So God led her to lead, get people from, where, from point A to point B to get them to safety. So he will lead you to safety. He doesn't want you to be in a dangerous situation. He wants you to be safe at all times. So that's what God does. That's, what he, that's who he is. That's who he is. He will always lead us to safety because he will always come to our rescue. It may seem like it's coming. It may take, it may take a long time, but he is coming to our rescue. Remember that song, Rescue Me, I'm in your arms? Yes, God will rescue you in his arms as well. Amen. So what does Jesus, what does Jesus rescue us from? Okay. I don't want, I, I do want, now the Bible says that we are slaves of sin. Jesus saves us from being slaves of sin to be able to like, to live like he had us to live. Jesus saves us from eternal death to eternal life. Amen. So let's go to John chapter 5. Verse number 24, and it reads like this, I tell, I, I tell you the truth, those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death into life. Amen. So that's we have to Always, always remember that 
God has come to our rescue. He's going to rescue us uh, in a time of need. And even, even though, even though uh, it may seem like, it may seem like, oh, God, you, you, you're taking a long time. I, he's going to, God is going to do everything in his own timing when he does his rescue. Amen. So if you are in a situation where you cannot imagine a good outcome or where you feel hemmed in by hemmed in by your circumstances circumstances it can be easy to be tempted to give up hope but don't forget that God knows exactly where you are he hasn't lost track of you and he will bring you through if you keep your eyes on him so we have to keep our eyes on our prize. We have to press towards the mark of the high calling. We have to be able to, listen, we can't give up hope. We can't give up hope because I know God is going to rescue me. So you can't give up hope. So just like um, uh, that, I think uh, that lady that was lost in the mountains or something like that, she was lost for like two weeks or something like that. And she didn't give up hope. She knew that somebody was going to rescue her. So that's why, that's what I mean. You can't give up hope. You can't give it up because you know that God is going to rescue you in your time of need. So it depends on the situation. You can't give up. You're like, listen, I've, I know somebody's going to find me. I got I to gotta, I gotta hang in there. I can't give up. I got to hang in there. I got to stay here. I got to make sure that they can find me, you know. So that's what it means when God will rescue you. Amen. Tell everyone who is discouraged, be strong, and do not, don't be afraid. God is coming to rescue, to your rescue. Amen. And if you may feel that God is slow in coming to your rescue or meeting meaning that the need you have, but God's timing is perfect, and he always right on time. God is never late. He's not too early. He's not too late. He's on time of your rescue. Amen. He's on, the, he's on your time of the rescue, and we have to remember we have to remember that, you know, when 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 Moses stretched out his hand and he departed, that that sea or that the sea departed, you know, and he was able, people was able to walk on dry land and get to safety, amen. And we have to always, always remember that God will always get us out of any unpleasant situation. He will lead us from any dangerous situation. So. We have to be reminded of that, and I thank God for what he is doing, and I thank God for, for him alerting us. So, again, do not dismiss the alerts, the alerts. Don't miss the warnings, you know, because warnings come before destruction, and you have to remember that 
You have to remember that the devil is come to kill, steal, and to destroy. But God has come, you know, he has come so that we can have life and have life more abundantly. So you want to live that abundant life. You want to, you don't want to be in danger. You want to be safe. Amen. And doing, we know what's going on around, we know what's going on today. And we just want to be safe in everything that we do and everywhere that we go. Amen. So. Father, we just thank you for this time of your word. We thank you, Lord God, for rescuing us in a time of need. We thank you, Father God, that we will always listen to your alerts. We'll listen to your voice because we know that you will never steer us wrong. You will always steer us in the direction of safety. We, under, we know that the enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy, but you said, I have come to give you life and give you life more abundantly. We thank you, Lord God, as we continue to live that abundant life, Lord God. We just thank you and praise you. We give you thanks, Lord God, for the things that you have done in our lives over the years. We don't take anything for granted, but we rejoice for what you're getting ready to do. In Jesus' name, amen.